welcome to Table Talk, a place for honest conversations and getting to meet friends. My name is Betsy Thompson, and I am so excited for y'all to get to meet Charles Castile is here with us this morning. Thank you so much for You're coming welcome. to hang out. Thank you, Betsy. I really appreciate being here this morning. It is going to yeah. be so fun. Y'all, listen, Charles is probably the newest staff member here at Sagemont. And I can't wait for y'all to get to know him, get to hear his story. He is just an amazing guy that y'all are going to love getting to know. So um, newest person on staff. Yes, that's right. Welcoming you in. <laughs> so excited you're here. You are going to be um, over pastoral care. That's correct. Okay. And so coming in, and some of you, we know Rex Forsyth has done that for years. He's fabulous at it. And y'all, here's the deal. I am thrilled for Rex that he gets to take a break. Yeah. <laughs> he, if you know Rex, he puts in tons of hours and his heart is fully for these people in this place in the Lord. And um, I love that he's saying it's time for me to take a step back and take a break. He's going to be going part time October 1st. That's right. Which we love that Rex is sticking around to walk you through and kind of show yes. you the ropes and all those things. And then at the end of the year, Rex will be stepping down and you'll be taking it. And of course, Rex will still be here and love and be more than yes. willing to help because we all know Rex and he's amazing. Oh, yeah. um, but so cool that you're coming in to do this for the church. Yeah, it's, it's a real honor to be able to um, be a part of the, the team and the church. And, and I like to describe it as, you know, my shoes are only so big, but Rex's shoes are ginormous. Truth. And <laughs> So I, I realize that that uh, his legacy and what Rex has done here at Sagemont over the years, and uh, what he's meant to the family and the body of Christ uh, throughout throughout the decades is is um, something to be treasured, and uh, I don't take it lightly. Uh, but I am very excited to to be a part of that and and to be able to learn from Rex and to be able to um, provide the best. Um, you know, loving Christ-centered care that I can. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And in knowing you and your heart for just, we'll talk about what he's been doing. Um, I want to encourage you in saying, I think you're just the right person to step in because we know Rex's shoes yeah. are big, but you are going to do such a fabulous job. And so be encouraged. I think you're exactly the right one to take it, to step in and take this. Well, well thank you so much, Betsy. I really appreciate that. And so far, everyone that I've met, they have uh, they've been very encouraging, very supportive and, you know, honest to say that, you know, Rex is he's been um, a tremendous blessing to the church. And and so uh, but I am so glad to know that that um, Rex has been prayed for and and, the, and you guys have been praying for us as well. So thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, it's going to be good. OK, yeah. so tell me just about your family. So I've, I'm married to Billy, yes. uh, Billy Castillo. That's my wife. Uh, we've been married for nine years and okay. as of July. Awesome. Yeah. And we have two beautiful children. Autumn is six years old. She's in first grade now. And Sterling, our son, he's five years old and he's in kindergarten. They're adorable. You all have the sweetest, <laughs> sweetest family. And um, we're so glad y'all have been. How long have y'all been at Sagemont? We've been at Sagemont. Um, it's been almost eight years. Okay, that's mm -hmm. what I thought. A mm -hmm. while. Yeah, yeah. so y'all came kind of as newlyweds and yeah. have had your kids and grown your family. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so we, yeah, we were married for about um, 
about a year and a half before we came to Sagemont. Okay, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so tell us a little bit about just, um, first, just share your salvation story with us. How did you come to meet the Lord? What has your walk with the Lord looked like? So, um, you know, I, I would say this, um, you know, I was born in, in Texarkana, and, um, you know, I'm seven years older than my sister. Um, my father, um, he was an alcoholic, mm. um, and that was very painful sure. uh, to grow up as a as a child of an alcoholic. Um, but um, we went to church, and mm. and so uh, every every Sunday, you know, as as often as as we could. Um, you know, we would go to church and, and I grew up in a missionary Baptist church. So I don't know okay. if, you, if you're familiar yep. with the denomination, yep. but um, I grew up there and, and uh, I told my son the other day, I said, did you know I sung in the choir when I was, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when, I was when I was young? But um, but yeah, I was a part of the church. And but at the same time, I really, um, you know, didn't understand the gospel. And uh, and and plus going through all the things we were going through at home. Yeah. Um, you know, it took me a while to understand what the gospel was. And, and so I went through a lot of pain mm-hmm. uh, at that time. Um, but I tell you what, when I was 16, I'll never forget, um, a high school friend of mine, uh, she invited me to church, uh, to come, to come to church. Awesome. And, and I was kind of making fun. I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to go to the church, you know, and, um, but I decided to go. Um, and I went to church and I'll never forget the pastor. He, you know, he preached his sermon and he asked one question. He said, if you were to die tonight, do you believe that you would be in heaven or in hell? So where would I spend eternity? And for the first time, that question stuck with me. Mm. And I went home and I wrestled with that question all week. And because I did have a Bible, I read the Bible a little bit and, and, um, and I went through John, you know, I knew John 316, yep. but this time I looked at it again and I was like, oh my gosh, I said, I'm a sinner. I'm really a sinner. And, and I don't know if you heard of irresistible grace, but it's just when God uh, pursues you, mm-hmm. uh, you can't, you can't run from him. And, and I just know that God convicted my heart so much to where I knew that it was time it was the time was now for me to repent mm-hmm. and believe in the gospel. And I did. It's awesome. And I did at, at the house in my bedroom. And so then I was excited. Yeah. I went to my mom and dad. I said, Mom, Dad, I said, I, I, I'm a Christian. I gave my life to Christ. And they were they were so excited. That's I told awesome. my sister, she's seven years younger than me. She was like, yeah, OK, great. You know, right. Whatever, you know. Um, but the next Sunday I went to church and and uh, I was waiting for the altar call. I was like, come on. Just <laughs> you were ready. I was ready for it. <laughs> and sure enough, he did the altar call and I went down to the altar and, and I'll never forget. He, you know, they held the microphone up back in the day and they would just ask, um, you know, do you believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins? Do you believe he was buried uh, for three days? And do you believe that he's, you know, was raised from the dead? And, and I, you know, I was like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> And I remember it was about 200 people there mm-hmm. that Sunday. And almost all the people got up from the balcony and, and the floor, and they all walked around. And they said, welcome to the faith. Welcome That's to awesome. the faith. Welcome to the faith. Mm-hmm. And that was the best day of my life as That's a believer. Awesome. I'll never forget that day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I love that so much. It's such a good encouragement that, man, invite the people. 
Yeah. Right? You know, yeah. it like it's it makes a difference to just say, hey, come sit with me in church. Yeah. And then it's not our job to do the thing. It's right. we invite you, we encourage you, but it's the Lord. Right. It is the Lord that draws. It's the Lord that reaches. It he is. just says ask so they can come and so they can hear and you can be a get to, we get to be a part of that. Right. But the Lord's doing it. But such an encouragement to y'all ask. Yeah. Ask your friends to come. Yeah. Always ask the friends to come because you never know. And and the gospel is the power of God. Yeah. It is the power to save. And and that's what happened to me. Yeah, I love that. And there's nothing better than to know that God is that he cares so much about us that he died on the cross for us. And that message has to go out. So, Amen. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So where did you go to school? So finished high school, Texarkana. Uh-huh. What did the, re- what have, what have you been doing since then? Okay. So, um, so quick pause with that. I joined the Navy. Wow. And lived in San Diego for 11 years. Wow. Um, that was beautiful. Loved it. They have, I hear they have good weather. Oh, it's awesome. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that's really good weather. Yeah. That's cool. You were in the Navy for 11 years. Yes. Wow. Not 11 years. I was okay. in, I was in for, I said I was active duty for four years. Okay. And then I was active reserve for another four. Okay. So I did eight years. That's total. really cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. So lived out there for 11 years. Yes. What brought you back? So what brought me back was, um, it was two things. Um, the number one thing was, um, the calling to ministry. Okay. So, um, talk about that. Okay. So, and, um, so in, it's a windy road, but, um, in 2007, I was going to a Bible study in San Diego, a new church I was going to. And the pastor, uh, his name is Steve and he came out in fatigues and he had, um, he had a class called boot camp. Okay. So, um, the boot camp was the was a uh, hermeneutics class, so that's basic Bible interpretation. Okay. So um, I went through that class, and I loved it. I could not mm. stop, you know, studying, and I never studied the Bible that way before, and it had such a big impact on my life. Mm-hmm. So I walked up and and met him at the end, and I said, Pastor Steve, thank you so much for this class. It's been a it's been a real you know help to me, yeah. a blessing to me, and. He looked at me and he said, brother, brother Charles, when God calls you to ministry, you let me know. And I said, <laughs> I just yeah, yeah, kind of no. like what I'm doing now. I said, no way. <laughs> I, you know, I said, appreciate the compliment, but right. thanks for the class. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, so I went on about my life and mm-hmm. I was doing corporate recruiting, technical recruiting at the time. And sure enough, a few weeks later, I was just reading and reading and, and, um, and I was going to work and, and all of a sudden I started, I had two visions and I'll tell you the visions I had. Two visions were, uh, I was wearing a white Navy uniform, you know, with a cross and I was carrying a Bible hmm. and I was in front of a large group of people. Um, and it had like a hangar bay. So it was, the picture was more of a Navy kind of picture. But then the second one was, I was, um, I walked into a hospital room hmm. dressed in white with a Bible. And, and I kept having that over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember I was reading first Timothy and going through the book of Timothy. And, uh, when it got to the, the pastor elder section, uh, I, I just, I was just floored. Mm. And, and then of course, uh, you know, Paul famously said, preach the word in season, out of season. Yeah. And I fell to my knees and I said, Lord, what do you, 
saying that I should right. do here. And I couldn't shake the desire. I couldn't shake it. That's, and I found myself going in and out of Christian bookstores there, and I was trying to find books on pastors. And like, what is <laughs> right. This? And, um, but long story short, um, I went back to uh, Pastor Steve, and he said, I knew it. He said, I've been mm. a pastor for 30 years. Um, I know ministers when I see them. Wow. And um, so we talked, and I talked with my cousin at the time, who was also a pastor. Okay. And and um, he got me on the right track. He gave me the Charles Spurgeon line, and it's it goes something like this: If you, you know, um, if you believe God has called you to preach, then do it. But if you have another desire, then go pursue that desire. Mm-hmm. So all I heard was go do something else. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I ran from the Lord for that for that okay. period until. Um, I finally surrendered yeah. to the call. Um, it was around 2008. I surrendered and said, Lord, I will do it. And I started Bible classes out at Azusa Pacific in, in uh, San Diego. And my professor, she picked me and two other guys out after class. And she said, you need to go to seminary. Hmm. And I said, what seminary do I, what do you mean? And I said, can I just go here to Azusa? She was like, Nah, don't go to Azusa, it's fine, but go to Dallas Theological mm. Seminary. She said, go there because all the books we have are from Dallas anyway. <laughs> go there. You know? That's interesting. Coming from a professor, right? Yeah. You know, I, you know so, um, but, so I, I um, you know, prayed about it and started looking at different seminaries. <clears throat> yeah. And then I moved, you know, moved to Dallas. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. <clears throat> I love that. <clears throat> I love that. Um, I think it's so true for for each of us, not just people that go into ministry, yeah. but man, when God is wanting you to do something, he's so patient and loving with us, mm-hmm. but he also is persistent yes. with us. And he is, he, he is endurance, right? Like he will be like, Hey, remember this thing? Mm-hmm. Hey, remember this thing I put in your heart? Remember the desire I put in your heart? Yes. That thing I want you to do. Remember that. And he just keeps showing it to us. And he's so gracious and patient with us. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. But I love, and it's such an encouragement to anybody that's listening to go, Hey, if that's happening right mm-hmm. now in mm-hmm. your life, like stop and listen Yeah. and sit in that for a minute and just see, Hey Lord, is this you pointing me in a def- different direction? I love that you said it's a windy road Yes. because I've been looking at uh, Proverbs three. It's my favorite verse. Um, when it talks about, uh, you know, the straight path, he will make your path straight. Right. And I was like, to us, it feels really windy. Yep. But when you stop and you're, you look back, you're like, oh, that was a straight line that God took me on to get me to right here. You're right. I love that. That's yes. awesome. So cool. So went back to Dallas. Yes. Went to DTS. Yeah. Went to okay. DTS. So I was on campus there for three years. Okay. And then I switched to Southwestern. Okay. Um, a little quick story about that. Yeah. I was in the um, biblical counseling program because okay. uh, I had an interest in counseling mm-hmm. and an interest in um, the chaplaincy. And when I when I sat down with my cousin and shadowed him uh, when he was stationed in Fort Lewis as his army chaplain, mm. I saw that he spent most of his day counseling. I mean, he rarely, I mean, he taught Bible studies and he sure. preached occasionally, but it was mostly sitting down with the soldiers. Mm-hmm. And my goal was to go back into the Navy as mm-hmm. a chaplain. So I figured going to Dallas and, and get into counseling piece, and then I can fill in the other you know classes right. around that. And I called the Navy and the Navy said, no, you must have a, a Master of Theology, which is a THM or, wow. or an MDiv. That's really 
great. Like yeah. I'm impressed that they that they're like, no, this is the requirement. That's really yeah. Cool. Yeah, they stuck to their guns. Yeah. So then I said, okay, I'll go ahead and shift to the the MDiv at Southwestern. Okay. And so I went there, and then I graduated. Awesome. Um, and I think it was 2017. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. did you go back into the Navy as a chaplain? No. Okay. So No, I didn't go. Uh, I closed the closed the door on that. Um, you know, uh, I think it was a year a year ago, year and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Okay. So graduated from seminary. Mm-hmm. What did you end up doing? So um, this is where Rex comes into play. So love Rex. <laughs> um, so when I came to Sagemont. Uh, I was wanting to become, uh, I wanted to do hospital visitation. Okay. Um, what brought you to say, what brought y'all to say? So Mont? what brought us here is we were, we were members of Houston first okay. Baptist and okay. loved it there. Yeah. And, uh, but we, we lived in Pearland at okay. the time. And so we were driving far Yes. Yep. to get to church and to be a part of a Bible study group. Yep. That was even further. Yep. So one morning me and Billy were talking and, and we just said, hey, why don't we look at a different church, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we were looking at a couple of churches in the area. Um, and then we heard Brother John and uh, I said, he's interesting. Yeah. And I never heard of Sagemont. I've heard the other churches, but not Sagemont. Yeah. So I said, let's check out Sagemont. So we, we came and then we walked in and the first two people we met were Jerry and Carol Neal. Oh, love uh, them. They were one of the first two awesome. and as well as others. And. And gosh, it was just a blessing yeah. from day one. And I'll say the best thing was, you know, Brother John, he came out and met with the people, mm-hmm. you know, and I thought that was very wonderful and yeah. beautiful as a pastor to do that. Mm-hmm. So that's that stuck big for yeah. me. Yeah. So that's yeah. how we got here. I love that. Yeah. OK, so came here and wanted to start doing hospital visitation, yes. which I think is such a cool thing mm-hmm. because that is a very specific um, thing that somebody would say, I want to do that mm-hmm. because it's not an easy thing. No, it's not an easy thing. And so I love that you were like, no, this is something I know I want to do. Right. So what did, how did you do that? Like, how did you know even who to ask or how to get started with that? So, um, so I looked up the pastor care mm-hmm. and, and found out that, that Rex was a part of it, that he was the leader of it. And so I went and, I talked to Rex. Awesome. And he said, we'll love to have you. Yeah. And he took me around and that, you know, that further propelled me into, into, uh, confirming that this is what I want to do. Yeah. Um, and I will also say that what led me into the chaplaincy or how I got into becoming a chaplain altogether was, um, when I moved down here, I was working at working in Galveston as an IT recruiter. Okay. And, um, I was doing a job and, and uh, everything was fine, but I was going to DTS. So I knew that that was going to be short lived to some degree. Um, and it was. I ended up getting laid off from that job. And Billy went to work and talked to one of her chaplains there. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, tell Charles to give me a call. So I called him yeah. and I went down to uh, went down to Texas Children's Hospital and shadowed. And when I walked through the hospital door, and walked into the patient's room, I started crying because mm. I said, this is the same vision I had. Mm. And I was like, this is it. Um, and so then it got started from there. And I started my chaplain career uh, in 2015. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So you've been doing that same hospital, different hospitals? D- so different hospitals. Time. Yeah. Yeah. 
So um, the way that works is to become a chaplain, you have to do what they call clinical pastoral education. So you spend the first year uh, going to clinical training and okay. you work full time as a chaplain to learn yeah. how to do that in a, in a hospital setting. Yeah. Talk a little bit about just even um, as a chaplain, that that's your job, but then also just as someone in our pastoral care that volunteers, it's going to a hospital. Talk a little bit about what does that look like? If somebody was like, I haven't ever heard of that, maybe I would want to do that. What does that look like? How does it work? Okay. So the, that's a good question. So the, the, to the hospital chap or the chaplain world or the hospital world is, um, you know, to go out and visit patients, um, it's a, it's a it's a wonderful process, a wonderful thing to do. Um, but we also, you know, go into the medical center mm-hmm. and, you know, the medical center can be a little bit daunting, mm-hmm. you know, because of. Listen, just figuring out where to park and yeah. where your car is once you're out and what doors you can. I mean, it's a whole deal. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think, sadly, a lot of the people that know how to work that system is because of the people that have to be down there. And so that's yeah. a hard thing, too. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it's a. So just to get there is one thing to get parking. Mm-hmm. But once you get there, you get you get settled in. Yeah. Um, you know, it's really about uh, from a church standpoint, you know, we have church members that that are in these hospitals yeah. that, that are sick or going through surgeries or or they may be having babies. You That's know, right. you know, it's, it's not yeah. always bad. It's, right. it's good mm-hmm. things, you know. Um, but um, when you go, it's. Um, it's a matter of understanding uh, which rooms you're going into. Mm-hmm. Each floor has a different unit, um, which means that, you know, one can, let's say you go into the heart center. Well, that's cardiovascular and you have everything that ranges from uh, emergency care to immediate care uh, up to someone who's who um, who has just been through surgery mm-hmm. or they're getting things checked out. So depending on where you go, where you, go um, you would um, you would learn a different protocol there. Uh, so usually the ICUs are probably the most uh, fast-paced, and yeah. um, they may have more precautions mm-hmm. than the others. Um, but yeah. it's a pretty, pretty, it's a pretty straightforward process yeah. once you get used to it. Mm-hmm. I love that. And here at Sagemont, we do. We have a team of volunteers yeah. that um, go and visit. Mm-hmm. Go to the hospital rooms, make phone calls, go check on people. Right. And um, I think that's, I think it's one of the coolest things that mm-hmm. Sagemont does because it's such, even though we're a really big church, it's a super personal touch. Right. And we couldn't do it without the volunteers. Absolutely. You know, well, I mean, we, Rex is awesome and he's yeah. been everywhere, but he also has a great team of people that he has helped lead in. How do you walk into the room? What do you say? How do you, you know, pray for people? Right. All of that kind of stuff. And so... Um, y'all have a team yes. of people that do that. And I'm sure always willing to have yeah. more people if people want to yes. come and be a yeah, part. Yeah, we're always looking for people. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, since even since, you know, starting, uh, there has been uh, a few a few f- um, couples and, you know, just wonderful folks who have already expressed a desire yeah. and a passion for uh, hospital visitation. And so, yeah, we're looking for more, yeah. you know, so. I love that. Yeah. I think it's so cool mm-hmm. that uh, Sagemont does that. And I love that you're kind of, you're getting to pick that up. And I know Rex would always say, I don't know if you've heard him say this yet, but he would always say, if we know, we will go. Right. And he would always say, but if we don't know, 
then yeah. we can't go because we right. don't know. And so um, we do, we want to, if you have a surgery, if you're in the hospital, let us know so we, our pastoral team can reach out to you and maybe come visit or give you a call. Or if you're like, I don't want people coming to visit me, we'll send you a card. You know, I Absolutely. mean, we're not going to invade your space. Right. But um, we do, we want to know what's going on with our people. And another big part of it um, that you have to do is um, walking with families when they lose people. Yes. When walking through funerals and all of that. And so, um, again, we as a church want to love on families when they're walking through that stuff. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we definitely want um, we want everyone to be touched. We don't want anyone to fall through the cracks. Yeah. Um, that is a big deal um, to the pastoral care team. Mm-hmm. And already I've seen um, there's just so many wonderful folks that are out visiting. Mm-hmm. You know, some people have visited. I mean, we're talking, you know, 15 to 17 folks in a day. Um, and and just a simple look, a simple touch, mm-hmm. um, a simple phone call or a card. All those things go a long way. They do. Mm-hmm. They really, really do. They mm-hmm. really, really do. Um, okay, so here at Sagemont right now, we are in um, a time where we're really looking at prayer and really focusing on prayer. Mm-hmm. And so I'm loving getting to ask people, just tell us a little bit about your personal prayer life and what that looks like or what you're praying right now or any piece of that that you want to share. It's always such an encouragement for us to hear. Yeah, so for me... Um, because I spend most of my time on the road, uh, the car is where I do most mm-hmm. of my prayer. Or, you know, I have places where I would go to um, to walk and pray. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's ebbs and flows into the longevity of the prayer. Uh, but, um, but right now, um, you know, I've been spending more time in the Psalms. So mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm, you know, um, using that as a means to pray and to connect with God. And, but also something uh, also is the names of God and, mm, yes. and um, learning to pray to God in one of his names, mm-hmm. you know? I love that. So that's, so it, it's rhythms with me, mm-hmm. but I, I usually spend more time out when I'm out and about. That's when I do most of my praying. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. And y'all what's so cool about prayer is there is an endless amount of ways that we can get to communicate with Absolutely. the Lord. I mean, it's through his word, it's through his character, yep. it's all of those different things. And he's just really saying, y'all just spend time with me. Yeah. Just spend time with me. So I love, beautiful example of this is how we can do that. Just spending time with him. Charles, I'm so, like I said, I'm so excited you're here. Yes. It's thank so you. fun. We kind of did a little happy dance last week. We were like, hey. <laughs> um, uh, but super excited you're here. You're going to do a fabulous job at that. Know that as a church, we will be praying for you. We will be supporting you. Um, y'all, when you see Charles in the hallways, when you call pastoral care and yeah. he answers, um, just welcome him, pray for him, uh, support him. And, uh, and at the same time, be patient with him. He's he's new. He's going to learn the things. Yes, it's going to yes. take time. And that's okay. We all do that. And so um, know that we will do that with you as well. So thank you for sharing your story. I really appreciate it. Yes, it's, you're welcome. Um, it's always fun to hear people's Jesus stories. Absolutely. There's nothing better than, than the testimonies. Amen. Yes. I love it so much. Thank you for coming in today. Y'all, thanks for hanging out with us at Table Talk, and we will see you next time. 